Hello, my name is Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and I'm your guest host here for Delaware State of the Arts on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. And I'm happy to have with me today Jennifer Acord, who is the Director of Communications at the Delaware Museum of Nature and Science. Did I say that right, Jen? You did. I did. Okay. We've done a big uh, rebranding of the museum and the grand opening is actually going to be celebrated on May 23rd. So I'm really excited to talk with you about that. But before we do that, why don't you give us a quick little history of the museum itself and how we sort of came to this whole renovation and, and rebranding. So the Delaware Museum of Nature and Science uh we were founded as the Delaware Museum of Natural History. Uh, we opened on May 13th, 1972. So it's our 50th anniversary year. And the museum um, was a traditional natural history museum, a lot of dioramas behind glass. Uh, but it was time to do some refreshing and rebranding. The way that people have studied study science and nature has changed. Um, we wanted something that was more immersive that would really connect with our, our guests and uh, started a strategic planning eight years ago to get to this point. I think it's great. I think you're right. I think museums are really rethinking how they're interacting with their audiences and their patrons. So I think it's a really great time for the whole renovation to have happened. How, when did the renovation actually start and when and it will be complete, I'm sure, on the 23rd, obviously. But when did it start and how did the progression go? Well, the physical renovation started uh, in 2021. We closed the public at the end of 2020. Uh, this was planned long before the pandemic, Yay. obviously. With, <laughs> it takes a while to get to, to this point. Um, and then during 2021, we basically took everything down to the original bare walls, down to the studs, um, Bancroft Construction came in and took everything out. Um, before that, our staff took out the, the exhibits, the tax room, et cetera, and, and stored them. Uh, Bancroft came in, took everything out, and then rebuilt walls, et cetera. And then our exhibit fabrication company, Cubic Maltby, there in New Jersey, came in, and um, they're the ones who actually build the exhibits. So for the last... Um, several months, they have been installing them. We've had um, model making companies, uh, Dixon Studios out in Arizona came in. Uh, so they're basically rebuilding everything inside. So it's really a, a completely new experience for our guests. That's exciting. I can't wait to see it. So tell me a little bit about what someone will see when they come into the museum now? What are the, what's different about the experience? Now, I know you said that it's much more interactive and you've taken things out of behind glass, but tell me something uh, that's exciting that I can experience when I get there. So one of the most exciting things, I admit I'm excited about all of our exhibits, but sure. <laughs> we have a regional journey gallery that's all about Delaware's ecosystems. And we have a giant floor map of Delaware on the floor. I think that that's something that our, um, guests will really connect to you because they can kind of walk around the state. And some of the ecosystems we cover are the temperate forests. We have uh, deciduous and mixed forests. Uh, we have these big tree models. They look really realistic. Uh, we actually had to put signs on them to not climb the trees. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the Bald Cypress Swamp, Delaware Bay, salt marshes, dunes. So we kind of wear all those different ecosystems. It's Delaware's really an amazing place for a small state. We have 
a lot of amazing nature. And this gallery really focuses on that. It's very, it is meant to be very immersive. We have a soundscape of uh, birds and mammals uh, from the different ecosystems that you'll hear. I can hear it in your background. (laughs) There are birds in the trees. Uh, So there's things that you you can look up high and see things. And then it's it's very much layered. Uh, There's little peek-ins to show what something might look like underground uh, that a a small child can, can peek into at their level. So it's really meant to bring our guests in and have them be able to explore. It's really a tour of the entire state. That's that's what you were saying is there's so many different uh, ecosystems in our state, but you get to tour through the entire state within your walls. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's great. So tell me a little bit about um, what you're planning for the grand opening. I know this is so exciting. It's been a long time coming. It's finally coming up. What can we expect at the grand opening and um, what are you most excited about? Um, I'm excited to hear laughter again and having people inside the museum besides our team. And um, it's really neat when we have had people in and having they've had a chance to see things and just the excitement. Um, We had a wedding last weekend here before we even opened. We hosted a wedding and um, and that's been really special. So for the grand opening. Our, we have a members-only weekend uh, sponsored by M&T Bank and Wilmington Trust. That's Saturday and Sunday. So that's for our members. And if you're not a member, you can still join and get a whole year of membership. Um, it's also for members of uh, some of the organizations that gave our members admission the year we were closed. So Hagley Museum, uh, Winterthur, Delaware Art Museum, Mount Cuba, and um, Tyler Arboretum. Uh, And then on Monday is our grand opening to the public. Um, We will be open seven days a week and are just really excited to have people inside. Yeah, I'm sure it's been, like I said, it's been a long time coming. So it's going to be really exciting to see this full transformation of the museum. I think you were mentioning all of your basically partner organizations that helped out while you were renovating. Are you planning to do some collaborations with them going forward? Are there, you know, are there collaborative programming or memberships that you plan to do with them as well? Well, we, they will get um, admission to the museum for our first year, uh, which is something we're really excited about. And last year we hosted our summer camp at Winterthur. So Winterthur members also get uh, program discounts too. So, uh, but we're always looking for opportunities to partner with the other organizations here. There's some really incredible museums and gardens right in our area. Yeah, we have we are surrounded by a wealth of museums and and um, you know wonderful gardens and things like that. So I'm happy to see that y'all are collaborating and working together well. Um, I assume in the future or going forward that you'll do classes and programs. And you said you had run a camp already. Can you talk a little bit about those and and what you think will be coming up for uh, patrons and young students? Well, school trips and are, are incredibly important to us. We have thousands of school children every year come through the museum for tours. And while we've been closed, we have been doing virtual and offsite programs, outreaches where we go out to the schools and, and programs. Um, but we're really excited to have them back here. We have a whole team of educators, uh, who, and that's their focus is to work with school and community groups and et cetera. That's great. 
about how many programs do you do a year with schools, do you think? Um, I'm not sure of the number of programs, but we usually reach at least nine, around 19,000 students in a, in a regular year. Um, granted, the last couple of years have been a little different, sure. but <laughs> we are looking forward to, to getting back to uh, a lot of students again. That's great. That's great. Can you, so you, the camp that you just ran or that you ran recently, rather, I should they say. were, that was actually last summer's camps. Oh, was um, it? The, at Winterture, but we are doing summer camp here again this year. Um, and quite a few of our camps are already sold out. We do have some space, uh-huh. but we have several weeks of summer camp this summer, which we're also really excited about uh, because it's a chance for kids to get outside, get into nature, explore science. Uh, we do some time inside, but also a lot of time outside. It's great to to get kids outside into nature, interacting with all that stuff. I think, you know, it's been a challenge for sure for the last two years, but increasingly so. And I think it's great that you have those programs that are available to be able to get them out and get them interacting with all of their surroundings that they should know a little bit about. So, Absolutely. And that's yeah. something that's neat about the uh, this Delaware Regional Gallery is that they'll be in here and there's the forest in here, but then they can go outside. And compare the two, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before we go any further, I want to take a moment to remind all of our listeners that you are here with us on Delaware State of the Arts on 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. I'm Michelle Kramer Fitzgerald, and I'm here talking with Jennifer Acord, who is the Director of Communications for the recently rebranded Delaware Museum of Nature and Science that is celebrating its grand opening on May the 23rd. So uh, Jennifer, tell me what your favorite exhibit is, if you have one. I do, uh, and it's changed many times, but one of my favorites and probably my current favorite is our oceans exhibit. That is in our global gallery where we have some global ecosystems. And something exciting about the oceans is that's three different areas. It is our coral reef, which is that's one area that's been around since 1972 and is the most commonly asked about exhibit. Yes, we're keeping it, but it's been refurbished. Um, we also have a deep sea dive that focuses on um, what it looks like for when scientists study things deep under the sea, including our own uh, director of collections uh, and curator of mollusks. Um, but my favorite part of that whole area is our whale skull. So our museum uh, picked up a skull juvenile humpback whale skull from Pickering Beach in 2018 with all the, of course, with proper permitting from um, GenRAC and NOAA, um, state and federal agencies. But this was a kind of a unique Delaware story because this is a, a whale that had been beached in Delaware and we were able to bring the skull back here and tell its story. And it's something that's unique to us. It's something that is part of our museum. Um, and it was also the first specimen that we actually hung up when the uh, installed when with the new museum. Oh wow, that's exciting! And it's exciting that it was actually local to Delaware. You know, you got yes. it from Delaware. It came from mm-hmm. Delaware. Um, do you think so? As part of the the ocean exhibit, do you talk about sort of the challenges that Delaware faces on Delaware beaches and the replenishment and and you know the restoration of beaches? Do you talk about that at all? Not as much in the oceans area, but we do talk about it in the Delaware Regional Gallery oh. because we have a, an area that focuses on the bay 
uh, and the Bayshore Dunes. Now, the stories that we're telling in there, each one of our ecosystems are sort of different stories we're telling. We were talking about the uh, the shorebird migration, for example. Um, we're not talking about replenishment exactly at this this moment, but there are locations where we can add information as news happens, um, as new stories develop. Uh, one of the things in this area is our research headquarters, and that is a video series uh, we have video monitors that tell different stories about research that's happening in the area and beyond. Mm -hmm. And we're working with organizations, um, DuPont is sponsoring that. Uh, Delaware Sea Grant, for example, provided a video for our reopening about a, coast, a um, citizen science project. And they're actually going to be producing other videos for us. So replenishment, that's an example of something that could very well be covered in that area too. Sure, yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know. That's on the, on your, on your radar, at least anyway. That's great. Can you talk about some of the things, um, some of the exhibits or special projects or special exhibitions coming up in the future? So we're not bringing in a special traveling exhibit in our first year, mm -hmm. and that's because everything's new. But one of the things that allows us to do is have more uh, rental opportunities. We have a lot of weddings booked for the next year, which is is a lot of fun and other, other events. Um, but when we do bring back a special exhibit in 2023, it's going to be Be the Astronaut, which was supposed to be our summer exhibit in 2020. So, uh, but that's going to be the first one coming up. Um, but another area that is also new in addition to the global and regional galleries is our paleo zone, because we have to have dinosaurs. You have to. I was waiting for you to talk about the dinosaurs. Of course, we have <laughs> have to have dinosaurs. And uh, so... The story behind the the current the new one, new area is the um, it's Mid Atlantic during the Cretaceous. Mm -hmm. So we have the Dryptosaur, uh, and a lot of our area was underwater during the Cretaceous. So there's also Mosasaur, um, which is not a dinosaur; mm -hmm. it's a swimming reptile. Mm -hmm. uh, Nyctosaur, which is a flying reptile. Um, of course, a T Rex skull because everybody loves T Rex. We need we need a T Rex skull. <laughs> And we also focus on, on other fossils from, um, from our area. Do you think, is there a, what kind of fossils can you find in Delaware? Like what, what has been unearthed fairly recently that you can see in that exhibit? I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Well, there's a lot of um, fossils that are marine fossils. The state fossil is a belemonite, which was a, a extinct type of squid, squid. And there's a lot of that type of fossil around the C&D Canal. Because when they dug that canal out, there were the uh, basically spoils, which are the piles of dirt. And people can go find belemites now in that area, uh, as well as other, you know, different fossils from that time period, um, other sea creatures, et cetera. But that's, a, that's certainly a lot of fun. And upstairs in our collections research area, we actually have a scientist who focuses on invertebrate paleontology. So that type of fossil is his specialty. And that's exciting that you can find them here. He can talk all about it for hours, probably. So exciting. Absolutely. That's great. So um, remind everyone again that the uh, grand opening is going to be happening on May the 23rd. And just talk a little bit about it again, if you could, to what people can expect and um, what they can look forward to and how they can attend if they want to. So we do have tickets on sale online. Um, we do, we're trying to encourage uh, people to sign up early and get, um, there's a discount 
for on-sale tickets or online tickets uh, on our website, delmns.org. And what they can expect is some really excited staff members ready to greet them, brand new exhibits, and some hands-on things as well. We have a new area called the Discovery Gallery, where we've worked with local um, groups like the Delaware Delaware Mineralogical Society, Delaware Sea Grant, uh, to come up with some hands-on science activities and exhibits for uh, everyone to get involved with too. That's great. So do you, I I meant to ask you this earlier and it it went out of my head. Do you work with the University of Delaware's um, marine project? I know they're, they're always down, you know, in the bay working. What do you do with them? I'm excited to learn about that. So Delaware Sea Grant and the College of Earth, Ocean and Environment, they're, are very connected. So we are working with both of, you know, together on the, um, the things in the discovery gallery, uh, there's a few different activities in there. Uh, and they're also providing other, uh, videos for our research headquarters, um, and other, other things throughout the year, but we definitely, definitely love working with them. They're a great group of people. Yeah. They, they do a lot of good, which is, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, can you talk about, um, memberships and family packages, or if you have Anything like that that you want everybody to know that uh, that is available and, and ready for them? Absolutely. Membership is really a great way of coming to the museum because uh, within a couple of visits, it pays for the membership for the year. So it's, it's really a great deal. The way we're doing our membership levels now are based on the number of people you come in. So instead of being a family membership, et cetera, um, it's based on numbers. So there's a one is was individual membership two, four, six, eight, ten. 10. Um, they all come with different benefits and levels. They all come with though um, admission for the whole year. That's great. Excellent. And do you have um, any special family programs that are coming up or any, aside from just generally the, the museum is open and, and the immersive experience that you have, are there special kids programs that you're offering that will, um, well, summer camp, mm-hmm. uh, okay. the, but primarily it's going to be programs and activities during our, our reg- regular opening hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a lot of different events planned yet, but they will be coming too. Yeah. And you talked about, you mentioned weddings uh, a few times now, and I'm excited to know about if you want to have a special event at the Museum of Nature and Science, what's that like? And how can you do that? <laughs> well, we have a, a rentals team that are very happy to uh walk people around, give tours and and ideas. But the wedding this weekend was really neat. We have a a tree of life in our atrium, which shows how different species are connected. And the wedding was actually right in front of that. And they had dancing on the Delaware map, which was amazing. So, uh, and pictures in front of the dinosaurs. So it's really a unique background. We do a lot of children's birthday parties, uh, Mm -hmm. They will be starting in June, but also uh, just other private events. We have a couple who's actually renting the museum for a dinner for two. They're renting the entire museum for an evening and having a very special dinner. So uh, that's something that's definitely unique. So we love that sort of having that sort of thing happen because it really gets somebody comes in, they come in for a birthday party or wedding or something but then they get excited about the science and nature that they're seeing. It's definitely a different experience 
in an event, right? You, when you go to a wedding, you, you expect, you, oh, you're going to go to a hall. and But this is a whole, as you say, immersive experience there inside this beautiful space with all of these sounds and all of these things going on. And it's, it's just such a very different place to be. I'm glad that you're affording people that opportunity. I think that's really unique. And I think people will enjoy that. So I'm interested to know how the dinner for two goes. Also, that's amazing. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, I want to wrap up um, today by thanking you, Jennifer Acord, for Thank being you. here talking with me. And just to remind everybody, the Delaware Museum of Nature and Science is having its grand opening on May the 23rd. And Jennifer, tell us where we can get tickets again if we would like to be there. DELMNS.org is our website. Excellent. Is there a phone number we can call? Uh, 302-658-9111. Excellent. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I love your background. I, I can hear thank the you. birds and it looks really lovely. I can't wait to visit. So thank you so much and congratulations on the grand opening. And we look forward to visiting the museum really soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye.